Hey, now this episode is one just for those of you who have ever struggled with anxiety around your competitors, with um, yeah, just feelings like, oh my gosh, I can't, yeah, I can't cope. I look at them and I just feel, I, yeah, it's just all too much for me. So we're going to talk about overcoming competitor anxiety and actually starting to embrace healthy competition in the equine industry because I'm on a mission to help us all to raise the bar because if we are going to secure our industry for the future, we need to lead the way. So are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to the Equine Business Assistant Podcast, helping you build a better business to live life on your terms, with your host, Jenny Bush. Welcome to another episode of the Stable Business Podcast. My name is Jenny Bush, also known as the Equine Business Assistant, and I am here to help you to build a stable, successful equine business. So today we're going to delve into more challenges and strategies um, to help us have success in the world of horses. And I want to explore the topic of competitor anxiety and how we are going to cultivate healthy competition between competitors, (laughs) between the equine pros um, and healthy mindset so that actually our business becomes a lovely place to be. So The first thing I want to talk about is like, how do we understand competitor anxiety? Uh, Because it does affect many of us and it affects us all in different ways. It's a really, really common thing um, and it can arise in various situations. So it could be when you're just happen to search social media or there's something going on in a group or you spot that one of your clients has gone to work with somebody else. Um, There's there's a lot of stuff that that can trigger it it could also be while you're doing your competitor research and and so on so we need to go deeper into what actually causes it and we it's not the competitor and I've had this worry and I've seen this in a lot of a lot of businesses I've worked with that they feel it's that person and that's not the case the competitor has got absolutely nothing to do with it often the anxiety can stem from something much deeper and it can be various different things. It could be a fear of failure. It could be your intense pressure on yourself to succeed. It could be that you've got high stakes involved. It could be that you've spent a lot of money, you've spent a lot of time, you've spent a lot of effort. Uh, and so you're worried that yeah, you've, you've invested all this stuff and it's all going to crash down on you. It could be comparisonitis, you know, where you look at somebody else and and you're just like, I'm comparing where I am now to where they are now, where they are now, which is, as we know, not in the same place. It could be your own lack of confidence. It could be a past negative experience, um, yeah, or feelings of lack or jealousy. Like, yeah, sometimes it, it could be all of that stuff. And I don't know what it is for you in particular that's that's causing that. But I want you to be open and to be prepared to shine a light on these things. Because when we do shine a light on what actually causes us to behave in certain ways, we're, we're able to change. And this, as somebody once said to me, yeah, you should come with should come with a warning, Jenny, because this stuff, this stuff is hard and it hurts and it will. When you when you start to do the inner work, 
um, it's I often refer to it as like somebody standing there with a chisel and knocking all the stuff off you and it's going to be amazing like the end result is going to be a masterpiece but at the time it hurts at the time there's there's quite a few impacts that aren't nice or comfortable and it's the same when you're doing your inner work which is why a lot of people avoid it because or they don't go deep enough because yeah to really to really work on this um it's it requires a level of yeah what's the word it requires a level of yeah just absolute I am going to stick with the course you know commitment so the impact on having competitor anxiety in your business will not just hinder your performance it will decrease your focus it will actually increase your self-doubt it will cause you to make um possibly poor decisions (laughs) so it's got to be cleared it's got to be cleared you've got to work on it if you notice that you are triggered in any single way by a competitor we need to work on it we need to work on it and the additional anxiety and stress associated with competition yeah it won't just do those things it won't just decrease your focus focus increase your self-doubt etc it's actually going to have an effect on your physical well-being and it's going to cause more stress for you. It's going to increase your muscle tension. It's going to reduce your coordination. It's going to affect your mental well-being for a longer term. It's going to create more patterns that do not serve you. Um, as well as possibly emotional distress, burnout. I mean, how how burnout do you feel when you've when you've had one of those emotional episodes that just like yeah triggers you? I mean, I had this again um, after being accused of copying because my body went into fight or flight and my heartbeat went up and I I my mind started to race. I didn't sleep well um, and I wasn't able to show up for twenty four hours. It took me twenty four hours to heal, and I've done a lot. I've done a lot of energy work and mindset work on myself. I'm very self aware, um, and it really knocked me like that too. So don't be hard on yourself about this. This is normal. This is okay. So I want to help you if you're in that place where actually your competitors make you make you very insecure, increase your imposter syndrome and all of that stuff. Yeah, we're going to understand our challenges. We're going to discuss some strategies for overcoming and cultivating that healthy mindset. So first and foremost, like it's so important to start with self-awareness. You can't recognize the signs of anxiety if you are not looking for them. So acknowledge and understand what your own triggers are and then we can manage them so if it helps get a pad and a piece of paper and write down all of the things that you have felt or worried about or what you've done before you felt triggered so were you scrolling on social media and that's where you felt triggered were you um, at certain places yeah, if we can get get to where you were before it happened, before you started to feel rubbish, we can actually look at things. And then we need some strategies to deal with it in the moment, because until we've actually done the the deeper work, we're still we, it could still happen. 
So you could use techniques like uh, EFT, which is where you do the tapping. I'm um, an EFT practitioner where you, you tap and say, even though you tap on certain um, certain pressure points like acupressure points, um, and you just say, even though I'm feeling this, I love and accept myself. Even though I'm feeling nervous, even though I'm worried about this. And you talk yourself through actually how you're feeling. Um, yeah, even though I'm worried about this, if you would like me to create an EFT, an EFT tapping sequence, especially for that, let me know how you feel. Let me know um, what's coming up and we can do that. That can create a really, really quick change. It can really quick change. And I had this, I, I remember there was a point where I had a people pleasing moment where I was just kind of like, oh, oh, I can't please anybody. This is going to hurt. I don't know which way to go. And I felt so stuck in between because whichever decision I made was not going to please anybody. And so I had to work through that. And that can really help to just calm the, um, not just the mind, but the stress in our body because again once we release these emotions it actually changes the energy of your body it changes how each muscle moves it changes so much in your body it's not just a mindset thing it's not just a mindset thing and sometimes we've got to clear that Um, other things that might work for you are get deep breathing exercises so where you actually just go back into i'm just going to take some deep breaths because sometimes when we have those anxieties um it can cause us to yeah, change our breathing patterns um, and one of the things that I used to do when I was a, a teaching assistant in secondary school and when I could see people struggling is we'd often do like a four four a four five six breath where I'd go okay breathe in for four hold it for five breathe out for six and then we, we might change it to like four five seven or something like that but actually just focusing on the counting um, through the breathing was really really helpful in that situation to just get people to to calm down and reset quickly um you can do visualization or positive self-talk or mindfulness um but some of these things are literally just slapping a plaster over it so it's not going to create the healing like the plaster in itself doesn't create the healing it will it will give you a quick fix so sometimes there are those needs for those quick fixes right now and then what we need to do so it's almost like if you're the dentist yeah if you've got a bad tooth we've got to fix it then we've got to do um, the preventative work yeah for the short term and then we've got to think like long-term timeless stuff what can we do to secure it up so if you think about it in that that respect first of all yeah the 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 issue that you've got now we're going to fix that first then we're going to prevent it happening in future and then we're going to um yeah, look at actually how we can change this longer term and make sure that it stays and it sticks around so what can we do to actually really get deep deep change when it comes to overcoming your competitor anxiety so first and foremost i feel from working with several clients a lot of the reasons that it comes up are one of a couple of the main reasons there are a few I'm going to go through them all is um lack there is a there is a serious lack issue going on there's a worry around lack they've got a lack of clients uh, a lack of resources a lack of opportunity and that then triggers this response um so yeah think actually is that what I'm worried about am I worried and especially with competitors it tends to be that people gen tend to imagine that there is a limited pie there is a limited pie and somebody else is going to take a bigger share than they can get and then 
yeah, it, it's got there's a there's a lack going on. So we need to do some work around that. We need to clear that. We need to make sure that we start to actually see that there's probably more than we could ever perceive. There's probably more abundance of whatever it is that we need out there than we are aware of. But again, when we're coming from that space of lack and our energy is in lack, we tend to give out more lack. We tend to get more lack back. It's a very, 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 very harsh place to, to be. Um, so it's like, how can you shift that into abundance for you? Like, what does abundance look like? Can you celebrate everything? I mean, I I find that one of the crazy things that I do because I've got some, I do some strange things. I'm a strange woman. Sometimes I'll just sit on the grass and I'll just look at every single blade of grass and just go, yeah, that's how my clients are. Sometimes I like to imagine, yeah, my my well filling up and and visualize that. That can really really help. But sometimes it could be a lack thing going on. So just be open. Ask yourself: Do I have a fear of lack? Do I have a fear of lack of money, lack of clients, lack of resources? Is that triggering me? Is that really what's triggering me right now? It could also be that the competitor anxiety is coming up from fear of failure. You know, fear of not being able to meet your own expectations, maybe disappointing others, maybe worrying about your mistakes um, and just not meeting like your um, expectations for yourself, which then it also causes intense pressure. And that can also be one of the reasons. So again, if you're applying intense pressure on yourself and the pressure to succeed or somebody else is putting pressure on you to succeed, um, that can create this sense of urgency and anxiety and then then the competitors trigger that more. So it could be that. Um, so I mentioned earlier about the high stakes. So if there's a lot, if there is a lot that is at stake, um, if you don't do well here, um, yeah, is it your career? Is it your reputation? Is it um, yeah, fear of missing out? Like, you know, could that trigger your competitor anxiety? A lot of it is comparison as well. Like some people will look at their competitor and go, oh, my gosh, they look amazing and they're doing so well and they've got all this stuff and it looks great on the outside. Um, and that isn't great. And so I often say to people, well, what they put out there, what they see is what they want you to see and what they they want. It doesn't mean that you see the whole picture. It doesn't mean that you understand they don't have highs and lows. It doesn't mean anything. And also we have to compare their journey. And I often talk about this in terms of like foals and thoroughbred. Like if you talk about the foal and the fully grown horse, right? Yeah, if the foal compares itself to a horse, they're going to go, oh my gosh, I'm so spindly, I'm so thin, my legs are wobbly, I'm so ugly, I've got a really ugly tail, they've got a beautiful long tail. And that is all it is. You haven't grown into it. They've just grown into it. They're old, they're, they're in a different place to you. Their journey is different. Um, you might be walking along the same path, but you're probably in different places. Um, or or you can imagine it like, um, yeah, in yeah, so in the dressage, you've got your, your intros, your novice, your, uh, you, you've got your different levels. They're just in a different level. That's all it is. And it's and it's not to, um, yeah, you shouldn't be worried about that. Um, actually just look and go, oh my goodness, how have they got here? Be curious, be, pr- be pleased for them and think, wow, I could be that. I could be that and I could be that and better when I grow into it, when I, cu- when I get to that level. 
Um, sometimes people um, in that comparison sort of thing that starts our competitor anxiety going, it could be actually you're being judged by others. Some people worry that what they see they'll judge against that other person. So it could be other people's opinions. That's actually the deep-seated fear that's going on that's triggering this anxiety or being seen as in inferior or not meeting others expectations that's a massive one it's a massive one and I do a lot of work with clients on that Um, it could be also yeah that you genuinely have lack of confidence so it could be that you don't believe in your own ability um, or yet you lack that self-confidence and that's that's causing the competitor anxiety to come out you know you doubt your own skills you you doubt that you can actually do it you question whether you're actually capable of winning and you question whether you're actually able to to do something as good as them and I used to have a confidence issue for a long long time until I realized that I'd got I'd actually defined confidence totally um wrong (laughs) totally wrong for me I'd kind of associated with confidence with being cocky and arrogant because a lot of the people that were in my world that that seemed to have confidence to me I didn't particularly like so I was kind of like oh if that's confidence I don't want it and when I actually realized what confidence meant to me and how showing up confidently um yeah how how I wanted that to be I was able to then become yeah more visible and to step up so yeah is do you have a confidence issue that we could probably use um do with fixing um, and the other thing that I would look at as well when it comes to yeah, working out why you've got your competitive anxiety and what to do is, yeah, look at any past experiences. Is there something that's happened previously? Have you had setbacks or failures or something that you felt humiliated in that um, is creating a, this lingering kind of anxiety or fear? Um, any memories? So be it yeah, be prepared to go back there and write it. And sometimes, yeah, it can be just taking time to just download it and just write. I must say, I cannot say how super powerful just the act of just sitting and writing and letting all this out and forgive yourself, like forgive yourself for feeling this. Be kind to yourself. Yeah, it's normal. It's okay. And it doesn't have to stay. So, yeah, overthinking could be one of the things, overanalyzing, you know, obsessing about what happens if they do that and I do that and they get better. Yeah, you have got to focus on your own path. You've got to focus on your own path. And I'll often say, yeah, you've got to think about if you were in a, if you were about to go into a genuine competition and everybody was in the collecting ring or doing your own thing, if you're riding around on your horse, Spending your time with your head turned sideways, looking at what everybody else is doing or changing the strategy or thinking, oh, they're doing that. I'm going to try that. It's not going to work for you. It's not going to work for you. I mean, could you imagine? You looked over there and going, oh, my goodness, they've got got, um, shiny trousers on. I've got to go and change my trousers. (laughs) It would be ridiculous. Or, yeah, oh, my goodness, they've got got all all this special, yeah, tack on and they've got all this stuff. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't do it. You've got to ride your own horse. Your horse is different to their horse. So, yeah, think about it in, in that term as well and say, okay, I'm, I need to, yeah, I need to remind myself of that, that actually I'm not going to look sideways. I'm going to focus on, yeah, looking down at what I'm doing 
because uh, that's what I've got control over. And I'll often say to people, yeah, think about just putting your blinkers on, really get super, super focused because where your focus goes, energy flows. So if you are focused on your path, on your ride, on what you're doing in your business and why you're doing it, none of that other stuff matters. None of that other stuff matters. So how do you yeah, move forward into a position where you embrace that healthy competition? And why is it important that we have that competition? So I feel like, like recently my local equine um, centre shut down, totally shut down. Wix Equestrian Centre shut down. And I'm devastated. I am still really devastated because it was all, it had two arenas. It was just, yeah, amazing. But what happens when there's no competition and there's no support is that things close. You know, if somebody puts a class out there for anything at the riding club or get, and nobody enters, there's no competitors, It there's no competition, there's no, there's no class. It just gets cancelled. So actually we need, we need competitors. We need them. Without them, you don't have a business. We don't have a business. Competitors purely mean that actually for the people that aren't your fit that don't really work with you and we don't we can't work with everybody we genuinely cannot work with everybody like I have got 1500 people in the equestrian business support network I cannot work one-to-one with every single person in that network I can't do it I don't have the hours of the day if they all wanted one-to-one I couldn't do it so we have to shift ourselves to viewing competitors not as threats as potential collaborators if we can find uh, competitors who are actually on the same level who have the same values as us who have the same uh, way of teaching that's really helpful to us because when you've got people that you can't serve you can still serve them in a way and go you know I can't but actually you know why don't why don't you find this person and we can support each other and uplift, it, uplift each other better than anybody else. Nobody knows how bumpy the road is than, than somebody on the same path. We have so much in common. We have so much that actually we can do to support each other. And when one competitor ups their game and raises it, the next competitor has to. Or they just fall out of the competition. Yeah? So it's going to keep you on top of your game and that's competitive edge it's about how do I keep keep moving forward how do I bring myself up and good competitors bring the others along for the ride because they know if there aren't other people in the class the class gets cancelled the class gets cancelled so we've got to keep raising the bar we've got to keep being happy to have our competitors we've got to support our competitors and like one of the things that I do like I have to remind myself sometimes that even business coaches need business coaches, you know? So actually, I might be able to help them and they might be able to help me, yeah? It's the same as if I was a dressage instructor and I was trying to compete at dressage, I'd probably still have somebody teaching me. Yeah, we need that eyes on the ground. We need that support. So let's not see each other as threats and as competition that we need to knock off. That's not how we need the the industry to be. We want the industry to be full of good sportsmen. We are sports people. (laughs) And what is good sportsmanship? 
Yeah, it's about personal growth. It's about celebrating the achievements of all participants. It's about fostering positive, inclusive, competitive culture. Yeah, and we can then improve the individual, the the life of everybody in the industry, but we can improve the industry as a whole and the horses have a better life because of it, because we are up in our game. And I am on a mission to ask every single equine business owner to rise. No more of the shoddy tactics, no more of the unethical stuff, no more of the I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah, no more of that. We're coming together on the level. We're coming shoulder to shoulder to be good sportsmanships, to grow together, to actually change the industry because the social license is shaky right now. The social license is shaky. And if we are to make sure that we still have an industry to work in, we have got to do better. You know, it's like a lot of the time, the problem that I see with horses and the problems that I see people struggling with their horses, the horse is not the problem. The horse behavior is not the problem. That is often coming from the people in their life, the people that they've had in their life. We got to do better, guys. Got to do better. So I hope this, sorry about my rant there, but I am so, this is where I feel so passionate right now. So I hope that it inspires you. I cannot wait to see how your business moves forward, how you can actually show yourself as a leader in this industry. And that's how you do it. That is so how you do it. Be that sportsmanship. Celebrate the growth. And and one of the things that I mentioned in in one of the previous episodes is like when you do see, if you must follow, like don't follow your competitors if they trigger you. Just don't do it. Uh, Make sure that when you look at your competitors, it's when you've got your coach hat on and you're in a position where emotionally you know that you can be strong enough to not be triggered and not to cause an issue right now. Um, And if you must follow them, yeah, every time they do something that you think, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I wish I had that. Rather than going, I'm so jealous. I hate you. (laughs) I want you to go, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that before me. But blimey, that's brilliant. And I'm going to be next. I want that feel into that energy, feel into that celebration with them. Share that you're pleased for them. Share that that's awesome. I mean, yeah, by all means go, oh my God, I want it too. They're so jealous. Ask them how they got there. You'll get there quicker if you change your energy around it. If you become that that person who actually lifts your competitors up, who claps for your competitors, that's the way that we are doing it. There's nothing worse than watching somebody on, on the pedestal who doesn't clap for the person who came above them. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't go, you are like, you, I want to be as good as you. Yeah. In a, in a good way rather than. I'm going to push you off. Yeah, we don't push each other off here. We are the equine pros who rise. We are the equine pros who rise. So that is the end of this episode. I hope you genuinely found it absolutely useful and inspiring. I hope it inspired the pants off you today. Um, Embrace that healthy competition. Heal your anxiety. You can do it. You don't have to stay there. I I have been there and I have worked through it. If you want help, if you want my help 
with your anxiety issues around competitors, if you want to do some energy work with me or some mindset strategy work and then work on your business strategy too so that you can actually skyrocket your business, I am here to do that for you. Just send me a message, hello at jennybush.com, Jenny with an I, just just an I. Um, or find me on Instagram at Equine Business Assistant or on Facebook at um, Equine Business Assistant or hop into the Equestrian Business Support Network. I am here for you. So thanks for listening. And until next time, yeah, let's, let's rise. See you soon.